cauldron for another episode of Good Witch, Bad Witch. Which witch are you? is Candina Cruz, a holistic healer who will speak about the all-around method of holistic healing versus today's corporate medicine. And now, the Swiss cheese of holistic holiness, Shelly and Lisa. Hey everybody, welcome to Good Witch, Bad Witch. We are so excited to be back in the studio together again. Hi Shelly, it's nice to see you. He sounded a little sarcastic there. No, I'm really um, happy. I just saw you on a couple days ago, though, so that I'm, you know. Happy Witchy Wednesday. It's our favorite day of the week. Oh, man. It's hump day. Yep, Ooh. and it's yep. always been your day off, and uh, I, I now have it off so I can work with you guys, but uh, going with our guest today, who's a very interesting job and an interesting person, uh, I wanted to gripe about some work stuff. You, you start, girl. Okay, you, you got it. Uh, it's kind of an easy target when you work at a bar and a restaurant. Um, there are so many gripes that they've made movies about it with Dane Cook. Uh, there are groups on Facebook. I don't want to talk about tipping. We could go on for days. Uh, but I got to tell you, universal restaurant bar gripe, uh, touch tunes. There's always that jackass, puts all the money in the jukebox, thinks they have good taste, keeps you hostage with a mishmash of bullshit, and you can't put on your own stuff or he'll skip ahead and move your song. And it's like, dude, we've heard of Johnny Cash. We get it. You're eclectic. It's like, Johnny Cash has been around for a while. You're only 20 years old. Shut up. That is, I, that would never be something I would even think that would be a thing. And you can't leave. You're a prisoner. You're a prisoner of bad taste. Right. And they, they think they're so good. They're like, that was me. That was me, guys. And they played oh, the same song over and over. Over and over. I'll make love to you. Well, you and like Karen used to be karaoke hosts. You know what it's like. It's like the, the My Way guy. Oh, or the, the Mac the Knife. Uh, oh, yes. Or um, American Pie, the Don McLean song. Well, if you start with American Pie for you, you're done <laughs> for the rest of the night. 86. Yeah, yep. Mustang Sally. Seriously, there's so many bad karaoke songs. Uh, oh, I got a couple work bitches. So uh, I, I work with a lot of young people, and I love it. And I, they always teach me things, and they're wonderful. Uh, there was a phase with millennials and the cute little untitled things where uh, <laughs> <laughs> they were doing cute. so many crazy things they were driving me nuts but my favorite quit you know none of them give you two weeks notice or anything oh, yeah. like that um, but this girl quit she called me from her car she couldn't find a parking space that's why she quit. Yeah, she. I, I can't come in today. I can't find a partner. No, no I, got, I got you beat on that one. <laughs> no way. What do you got? Okay, oh, oh, yeah. so I had. There's. Well, this wasn't a quit. Well, there was one quit. I had a girl who worked at the salon for about seventy-two hours, and um, she was pregnant with twins, um, and had decided that she wanted to eat a whole pizza by herself. And so she bought a pizza. She ordered it. It was great. She was sitting at her table eating this pizza. My sister had walked in, and my sister has diabetes, and she had a tendency to um, to blood sugar go low and stuff like that. So Brandy walks in, and she's like, I have low blood sugar. And I'm like, okay, like I'm rushing around looking. I, I can run to the bar, get you some orange juice, you know, this. And she's like, 
can I just have a piece of this pizza? And grabs a piece of the pizza from the girl. She loses her mind, quit, <laughs> left. Because somebody ate a piece of her a pizza. A diabetic ate her pizza out of necessity. One slice and she, is going to yeah. kill this. And then I have a, another one. This girl, this is just a work thing. So um, if you guys don't know, I, I used to own a full service salon. I do nails. Now I'm just in a solo salon. But this is when we had the full service salon. So this girl's working. Um did beautiful nails. She was very young. She was like 17, went to cosmetology school when she was um, still in high school, did gorgeous nails, but didn't have a great work ethic. So she, um, the phone rings, there's an appointment and um, she looks at me and says, Lisa, can you take a a rebase today or whatever it was? And I was like, okay, fine. You know, five o'clock, great, whatever, write her down. So I hang up the phone and I'm like, Okay, so I'm just asking you, why did you not take that appointment? You know, I have a full clientele, you know, and stuff. So I'll take the money. Don't get me wrong. But you don't have a clientele. So why didn't you take the appointment? And she goes, oh, well, it's because I didn't want to mess up my nails. Oh, oh, you might be in the wrong business. (laughs) And I was like, so it gets better. So I was like, you know what? Go home. Mm -hmm. If you're not going to work today. Just go home, eat bonbons, sit on the couch, whatever and stuff. I, and she's like, yeah, right? <laughs> and I'm like, I can't. So I, I'm like, I'm going to go tan because we had a tanning bed. And I'll, okay, I have to think about it. Like I just was whatever. So I go and tan. I come back. The salon's open. She's gone. Full-fledged. Oh, oh no. Oh, yeah. Office You're in stuff. there naked yeah. and unlocked. Oh, yeah. And, she, uh, and so I call her and I'm like, what the hell? Like you totally just left. And she's like, but you told me to go home. Wow. Common sense for days. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a great one. It talked about feeling vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah. So um, do you remember when uh, one of our, actually somebody who's probably a listener, when they came to the salon and they were tanning and they didn't realize they were uh, singing. Dance all days, love. (laughs) Little Wing Chun. Dance all days. Like, where? Who's playing Wing Chun? Oh, Leonard's standing. Yeah. Leonard has gotten two shout outs on this podcast already. And I think that that is hilarious. Local legend Leonard. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Okay. I have one more work one if you you have the time for it. But um, it's the only time I got sexually assaulted at work. So I thought you might want to hear it. I do. Uh, Denver Broncos, last Super Bowl they were in. We were packed pre-COVID, 2,000 people. It's insane. The SWAT team comes because they're checking every bar in town just in case the Broncos win, in case they lose, whatever. It's it's insanity. I'm walking through a sea of people with baskets up my arm, you know, cheese curds and chicken wings and whatever. And, you know, I've got the baskets over my head, you know, trying to get through people and get people their food in a timely manner while it's warm. And now I'm hungry, so thanks. You're welcome. Uh, Wisconsin cheese curds, homemade ranch. Good stuff. Um, So I'm walking, and this young pretty woman comes uh, walking up to me, looks me straight in the eye, and fingers me through my jeans. No. What? Yeah. No, she doesn't cusp my crotch area. She literally purposefully, with full eye contact, like, and, and my hands are full, <laughs> and I look at her, and I mean, she didn't take me out to dinner. No. We didn't, we didn't have any sort no of relationship whatsoever. before or afterwards. Gives me a mischievous grin and goes about her way. And I... I obviously violated but i didn't know what to say or do so i i don't think i did anything <laughs> did you send did her a drink <laughs> well we're married 
that you now. delivered the food. <laughs> this is on me. Thank yeah. you. Thank you very much. She said that was just a sample of what's to come. <laughs> oh, Call yeah. me. Uh, can I say something real quick? Of course. This Please. is kind of a funny thing. I recently, when we opened the boutique, um, you know, I haven't worked with women. Raised five, gir- four girls. Haven't worked with women. I have gals coming in and they'll say, can I try this on? I'm like, yeah, just go down to the bathroom right down the hall. That's fine. I can try it on right here. I've had numerous women just take their shirt off and you'll try something. But I had one gal that said, it's too bad I'm not wearing a bra today. I would try it on right here. As she reaches down, picks the girls up. Gives them a little jingle, and you I'm guys like, can't see his hands. He's jiggling no, the yeah, boots. A little, yeah. a little juggle jingle. She leaves. I walk into Lisa's office, and I said, "I quit. I'm done." You know. The thing that's funny, I keep telling Daryl this, and as adorable as he is, and handsome and sexy, I don't necessarily think they're flirting with him. I think they have his own groupies. Well, there's that, but I th- seriously think they think of him as like a brother. You know, they're like, "Oh, it's cool. You're my you own know. sister never did that in front of me." Well, so. but I think that Maybe they're you're... so they're so. Okay, comfortable. With, comfortable with me in his relationship and comfortable yeah. with him and knows how much that he loves me yeah. that they're like, eh, I'll just take my shirt off Whatever. right Whatever. So, it's like a gay best friend. Right. Yeah. Oh. Aww. Aww. <laughs> 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 Happily um, married for 25 yeah, plus years. To, yes. So I just, we haven't been married for 25 years. Well, we will be one day. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, it's so, I'm just kidding. Um. So I just want to say my biggest gripe at work, because I, again, I do nails. Um, So my biggest thing is I do a lot of nail art. That's my forte. um, I'm very creative on the nail. You can get anybody to paint your nails, but Mm -hmm. I go a little above and beyond. You're an artist. Yeah. So, and some people just get it painted. That's totally fine and stuff. But most, I would say 85% of my clientele do some kind of nail art. That being said, about 65% of those people don't care what they, they're just like, you pick, which is lovely because they trust me enough to, I know she really likes purple or I know, you know, cause I have a really great, I have the most amazing clientele. Um, the thing that drives me the craziest is when I say, what do you want? And they say, I don't care. Just do anything. So I grab a bottle of polish and they're like, you're not going to do gray, right? <laughs> I, can't have okay. a both ways bitch yeah i'm like i was going to no i don't want gray uh, okay so what do you want I, i'm good anything's fine any okay anything but gray okay so i'm how we'll go with black I mean, we'll start those with the black familiar base. with our show would know that not all your clients are psychic you know, and you're not psychic either. Like, just tell me what you want or shut up. Well, I point me in the right direction, you right. know, and stuff, which is fine. Again, this bones. is yeah. very few and far between, but it's like, you know, grab the black. Well, I don't want black. Well, then what do you want? <laughs> I'm, I'm good with anything. Just go ahead and get you, me you whatever you want. Just use your discretion. Yeah. Just yeah. tell me what you I'm want. I'm going to kill you. gray nails and you're leaving. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to break your fingers is what I'm thinking. <laughs> that escalated quickly. Yeah, it <laughs> did. I don't really, just I never once broke anybody's finger on purpose. I think I can speak for both of us in general. We both like our jobs and our, and our clients a lot. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Not just pandering, but we really, really like our jobs. And we've been there for a long time, and that, that shows. But the ones that are crazy, man, super elevated crazy. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, that's our that's our biggest gripes at work. We could probably yeah. think of more of them, but we're, you know, this is only an hour, 45-minute Man, hour I'm excited to, to meet Candina, though, and find out about her work. It sounds like it's, it's going to be really interesting. Yeah, she's amazing. And um, we're going to go ahead and... 
and go to our first little break. And uh, then when we come back, you'll be meeting Candina Cruz. Hey, witches. Are you sick of brown bagging it or giving all of your dining dollars to chains? Blake Street Tavern is an owner-operated small business in the heart of downtown Denver, just north of Coors Field. We offer elevated bar food and are famous for our green chili and custom oven-baked nachos. BST gets many of its ingredients from local vendors, like the bread and corned beef for our exceptional Reuben. It is magic in your mouth. Keep us in mind for gift cards and catering and family meals. Who wouldn't love a pan of cheesy enchiladas? Please support your local family-owned restaurants, bars, and cafes. BST is located at 2301 Blake Street in Denver, and the website is blakestreettavern.com, all spelled out. It's bar food at its best. Everybody, thanks for still tuning in and not pausing. Just kidding. It's an inside joke. Okay, so um, our guest today is Candina Cruz, who happens to be a very, very special person in my life. I want to give a little insight on how we met. Um, it's actually kind of a funny story, and you need to correct me if I'm wrong on this whole thing. But back in the MySpace days, <laughs> like last week, no, um, when there was no Facebook, or we didn't know about Facebook, but everybody was on MySpace. I, at, to my husband's chagrin, would pretty much accept any friend request I had because I was lonely. No, I wasn't really lonely. I just, like, I don't know why I did that. I just, I didn't really know the ins and outs of it. That being said, there was a gentleman of the name of Espy. I think his name was Joe Espinoza. Was it Joe? Don't say it three times. It's like, just, okay. no, I don't know. <laughs> okay. I know his last name was Espinoza, but he was, and he was, he lived in Thornton and he had wrote a book about um, addiction. I don't really remember. It was more than two days ago, but um, I was friends with him. He had this contest going on about, um, he was, because he was single, and he, he was like, win a date with me or something. And I remember writing, I can't date you, but I can, because at the time, let me preface this with saying, at the time, I was I did anything for free advertisement for my salon. So I was like, I can't date you, but what I could do is give your dates. You could make part of the date, because they were going to videotape the whole thing, the whole date. And um, he was going to put it on some YouTube channel or something. And uh, you come to my salon, give us free advertising for it. I'll give her a manicure and pedicure. And then you can say Legends is the best place for manicure and pedicures. Great. He took me up on it. So the person who won the date, and I don't, and I'm going to tell you this, it was not random. It was the fact that she was so hot. <laughs> was Candina and stuff. She won the date. He was like, oh, yeah, I, I picked her. And I was like, oh, yeah, she's the prettiest one out of all of them, really. And um, so they came to um, the salon. She got her mani-pedi. 
I don't, we clicked from the get go yeah. and we have just continued to be friends. I mean, we've spent birthdays together. We, I still do our nails to this day and, um, but we just, we're just soul sisters and, yeah. um, that, yeah. So we met through a guy that neither one of us can remember his first name anymore. Um, Candina was there the day one of my, um, hairdressers got arrested. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, um, so she, um, we're going to talk about her work and not in the insurance industry because that would be boring. We're going to talk about her work because she's a spiritual healer. She does Reiki and she goes above and beyond that, but she, I'm going to let her tell you about that. So, um, with that, my first question to you, and hello, hi, hi, sweet thing, um, is I want you to explain what Reiki is and um, how you got started into doing it. Okay, well, first of all, thank you. You're welcome. For having me here. I'm super excited. This is one of my favorite topics. You're one of my favorite people, and thank you for all the compliments. I just thought it was random that he picked me, no. but apparently not. Yeah. Apparently I'm very hot. Thank yeah, you. you are. She's a good looking lady, <laughs> yeah. for sure. You, you guys can't see it yet, but we'll show you. And now she's married, so me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Snoozing, losing. Right. So I'll start with the explanation of what is Reiki. Of all of the different modalities that I do, Reiki is probably the most mainstream. People have at least, they may not know what it is, but they've probably heard of it. You can actually, they have it in a lot of hospitals in cancer care units, so it's very mainstream. So people are usually comfortable starting there it's one of the more like fluffy feel good modalities that I do um it's commonly called referred to as hands-on healing because during a session the practitioner will usually hold their hands over the body um lightly touching the body there's a few different translations as to what reiki is but it's generally translated to universal energy so it describes the transfer of universal energy to whoever's receiving the treatment. The difference a little bit with Reiki is that a practitioner is what's called attuned to Reiki. So in layman's terms, how I like to explain it is energy work in general is the healer isn't necessarily the healer. That is the big kahuna, source, universe, whatever you refer. Okay. And the practitioner is just the conduit or like the straw between the milkshake to you, right? What Reiki is a little bit different is that the straw is cleared by what we call a master practitioner before, you know, I guess you can suck through the straw <laughs> with these attunements. Wow, what a milkshake and Reiki. <laughs> pretty they good. bring all the boys to the yard. <laughs> Swinging a wind. Go for it. <laughs> yeah, so I am what's referred to as a Reiki master. I'm not a huge fan of that title because I'm not really a master of anything in my life. But basically what that means is I can attune other people and certify them in Reiki. So do you, like, this is going to be a stupid, well, I guess there are no dumb questions except for this Ever. one. Um, do you go, is it like belts in karate where you start as a Reiki something and then go to the exactly. something okay yeah. that's a great question so yeah, there's ranks and levels yeah yeah reiki one reiki two and three is the master okay level. so yeah, there's no 
huge, like the, I don't need anything bigger than that. As a master, you're like the Mr. Miyagi, right? Right. In these Cobra Kai times, I just wanted to relate to people. (laughs) Okay, so Mr. Miyagi. Perfect. Sweet. Uh, May I? Please. Um, Do you, um, Lisa first described you to us as a holistic healer, so it sounds like you have um, several modalities, as you called it, or techniques that you use. Mm -hmm. Um, My first question about Reiki, because it is so... um, touch and, and energy based is do you utilize anything other than your own hands and energy like UV light or I do not music not through, or anything not through Reiki and some of my other modalities I do I might use um, like crystals or rattles or but with Reiki generally not no it's all energy based I, yes. I know nothing about it so thank you for clearing this up for me a little bit and then um, before I get back to Lisa because I've got um, blabbermouth uh, do you practice or believe in any um, western medicine absolutely okay so a combination of the two is yes, what I floats think your boat absolutely important to to combine both especially if there's like a health ailment I mean there's only so much that energy work can do you may need a MRI or a cast right. or an antibiotic and yeah I think it's important to combine the two I, you were telling me when I did uh, your nails last that Reiki is like the gateway drug yes. and stuff. So it's like once you get started with that, it like goes into more things. Because you're not, I mean, you are a Reiki master and that's mm-hmm. that's what we're mostly talking about. But you also do, you can do readings and you, um, I don't, see, I don't even know... And we had talked to Jen about talking to the other side. Mm -hmm. Um, I know that when my sister was passing, you were able to communicate to me about what she was was feeling while she was passing. Correct. And um, that was, I I can't even tell you guys how amazing that was and on point and what I needed to hear. And I think that she needed to say, my sister that being said um and stuff so what what do you what is reiki gated you to like other than what i just said (laughs) all the things so reiki was probably the shortest amount of time that i committed to it's more of a certification so of all of the training i probably have about four to five years all together in training and what one of my first um it's not really a, a it's not really a degree, but certificates was medical intuitive. And I went through a place called the Aspen Development for or Aspen School for Psychic Development. And what they made me do was all the things that I didn't really think that I wanted to do. Learn how to do readings, learn how to talk to dead people. Because you just wanted to do Reiki. I just wanted to do the energy healing. Right. And I didn't really have an understanding yet how they were all very, very much connected. So through these classes, I had to do several readings. I had to do a group reading where I sat in and I read like 20 people. Yeah. Um, Pressure. Pressure. Yeah. Yes. Especially when you're not really that into it, but it kind of all ties together. So it was part of a, a whole program that exactly. you needed to do. Yes. So I learned very quickly, wow, I can do this and I am good at it. And yes, it is very important to know it basically in the, the intuitive part when working with the body. And there's so many different layers of healing that it's not, it's 
usually what we're dealing with is emotional based and turns into physical based. So to be able to turn it, tune into where did that stem from? You really need to have strong intuitive muscles. That makes a lot of sense that they're connected. Um, but I was wondering then with you having said that, what sort of conditions could benefit the most from having Reiki done to them or what, what conditions do you see the most often where you oh, can help everything. people? Everything. So the Reiki I like to describe as like the feel good, like you lay on a massage bed. Most of my clients will fall asleep halfway through. It's like getting a massage. It's very soft and gentle. So it can be good for anxiety. It can, of anything, what I've noticed is it really starts like the flow of energy through your body to start what you might not even realize needs to come to the surface and be healed it starts starts that little ripple effect and then some of the other stuff I do is more like in your face we're dealing with the shit today and not as soft and you were telling me one time about um this was probably more than a year ago but um that I'm not even gonna get it right but that whole burning thing where you purge your body cambo cambo okay yeah so is that the in your face yeah that's a little bit more in your face absolutely that so i am a shaman priestess and there's different routes that shamans can go some can go the plant medicine route um, where they practice with indigenous plants that's not really the route that i've taken cambo is part of that i have partook in it but i'm not a practitioner and that is um, summarized, it is a very good way to purge your system. Yes. Tell you have to tell because that's the interesting part about what how you do it and how what is purged, actually physically purged from your body. So, this it's actually been researched significantly in Western medicine because it helps produce antibodies, especially right now, which is so important. And Western medicine has not been able to find a way that is suitable for Western people to take this. How it's traditionally taken is it's um, frog mucus from the back of a frog and you burn it into your your skin so basically you create like a blister and then you put the frog medicine on and that's the only way that the body will actually react and there's a huge purging response after like it purges all your major organs and you fast for like 12 hours before and drink a lot of water and I'm telling you, there's no way to deny what comes out when you're purging. May I? Well, just really fast. Yes, you may. But just really fast. She was telling me that when her brother, was it your brother or nephew? A family member. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. It's I won't okay. say who. It was not anybody we know. Uh, did it. They actually vomited. Um, it was like sand. Sand. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like for a long time, like yeah. buckets. Oh, I bet they had a sore throat. Yeah. <laughs> that would hurt. <laughs> yeah. Like sandpaper yeah. coming. Yes. Wait, you could say you kind of had a frog in your throat. Yeah. Oh. But, but um, uh, yeah, so the um, there is that, I don't know, urban legend or whatever, that if you lick a certain kind of frog that you may get some sort of high, and this is different because it's it, on your skin with a burn. Yeah. Same frog? Different frog, I think. Different frog. Yeah. That Cam- was that was question A of the Cambo. Question B, 
you already, I think, kind of addressed it with the vomiting. Do they get the scoots? How are we purging here? Um, it can be both. It's some stuff just comes never, out of your stuff. Some people never purge, mm-hmm. but yeah, it can be both. So and, and, it's, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the more inner stuff that you have to purge, the more that you'll externally purge. Is that yes. correct? Yeah, and there's much better scientific explanations than I could ever have out We're there. Not there's some really the great, science. great yeah. resources. No. But for people, like it's really helped like people with MS, Alzheimer's, HIV, because it helps build your immune system. It's very, very popular in, in Peru, and it's making its way into Western is this frog kind of rare where it might make for an expensive um, treatment? Uh, I wouldn't say. It. What's important is that you have a practitioner who knows what they're doing. Yeah. yeah. And you, like, you know where to get the frog stuff? Like, you're like, I got a frog dealer. I, I, knew- I may or I may not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who do you know? Who's your frog person, bitch? Watering horn. Give me a frog there. Uh, I, I did not expect this to go this way at all. I am just fascinated. I love this. Yeah. Um, if I may, uh, d- does any of this or do you have any um, expertise in reflexology? No. No. It, like it. it. Yep. It, like is it. that exclusively feet where it's pressure points or is it pressure no, points it all over the body? Too. Oh, it is. Yeah. So I remember when we went to uh, nail school, you went much sooner than I did. And um, if anybody... If you want to become a better person, go to nail school and work at a restaurant. I mean, you will see <laughs> and hear and meet the grossest things you've ever met in your life. But um, what I thought was so interesting about reflexology is that we were not allowed to give pedicures to women that were over six months pregnant. We could yeah. induce labor. Mm-hmm. I, I was like, I have that kind of power. I'm magic. I can make babies. <laughs> well, and now, I mean, like, I will actually give pedicures to women that are over six months pregnant. I just can't do a massage. Full massage on the foot. That makes sense. And stuff, so, because you can hit a certain p- pressure sure. point. This, yeah, we totally yeah. went. I don't want to play God. Take a lift. Yeah. No, yeah, I'm not, well, and that's a little soon to be having a baby, I'm not going to lie. So right. let's not do that. So, do uh, you have... Anything else? Any more questions? I had so many, but then I just started making them up as we went because right, you're just too. you're you're fascinating. I want to hang out with you all the time. Right. Um, I I guess uh, I had read about the five principles of Reiki, which sounded um, really awesome. It was almost like the Ten Commandments, just beautiful rules to live by. Uh, do you know those by heart? Because I I, I only I wrote two of them. I down. include them in my training when I do do trainings for people, but. Yeah, it's not anything. It's it just basically kindness based, which I thought yes. was really nice and probably makes your clients feel really comfortable. Um, I was wondering if you had a particular story where you had a client or a patient that overcame something that you you might not have thought that uh, Reiki was strong enough for them to overcome, like like a almost a miracle cure or somebody. What client do you think you helped the most? That is an excellent question. I don't know if there's been any situations where like somebody jumps off the bed and they're miraculously healed but one of my favorite stories is my sister who yeah and we are totally going to get back to that because I want to totally go into her sister Nori because not only is Candina one of my most favorite people on on this planet but Nori is a special light and I want to talk about that so we're going to take a break and then we're going to come back and discuss um more about my sweet, sweet Nori and my friend Candina. 
Hey, witches! Remember to support your friends here at Good Witch, Bad Witch. Log on to our website, goodwitch-badwitch.com, or become a Patreon on our website. Support your local witches. Thanks for sticking with us, everybody. We are here with Candina Cruz, and she is talking about all her amazing gifts, um, Reiki and... Um, all the other things that come along with her gateway drug. and um, <laughs> But we had said before the break that we wanted to discuss a little bit about her sister, Nori. And um, I, I have a hard time um, talking about Nori without getting a little verklempt because she is, I, it, it's hard to put in words the bright light and amazing being that she is. Um, I've known her for almost as long as I've known Candina because she's brought her into my salon. And um, although she was in a terrible motorcycle accident 20 plus years ago, 26, yeah. 26 years ago, um, I did not know her before the accident. I know her, known her after. And um, I just, um, you cannot believe the energy this woman um just eludes, although she is, um, I'm not going to say she's nonverbal because she's verbal. She mm -hmm. talks, um, she kind of goes, she has a brain injury, so she kind of goes in and out of um, how much, well, and I also, she's kind of stubborn too, so it depends on whether or not she wants to talk. Because <laughs> I've seen her have a little fits sometimes too, especially <laughs> when she wants something that we don't want to give yes. her. or But she um, she always makes my heart sing because every time she comes in, the first thing that she does is that she tells me that she prays for me and that she loves times. me. About, what's that? 88 times. That's very specific. 88 times. She'll say 88 times yes. that she prays for you? She says she prays for you 88 times. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. And, um, and that, um, she always says that she loves me. Um, just kind of a quick, cute little story at Candina's wedding it's, you know, was during COVID. So we wanted to make sure that Nori stayed really, really safe. Um, so she had a mask on and she had a bracelet on that kind of basically said, don't touch her, you know, and stuff. And cause you know, we, we want, you know, she's, she's high risk and stuff. And, um, I went, Oh, I, I kind of walked by her and she looked at me and she point, she pointed her finger and said, come here. And I'm like, honey, I'm not supposed to touch you. And she grabbed me. Wasn't having it. Nope, she was not having it. And stuff, kissing me. And she's like, I love you. And I'm like, I love you. But and her son is looking at me like, get away from my mom. And I'm just like, and she has me by the hair. Like, she is not letting go. And I'm like, I'm like, I love you too, but I'm not supposed to touch you, baby girl. <laughs> and stuff. It was, she was such a sweet, she, oh my God, I love her. So I want you to give me a little bit more insight about like, I guess so we can we can wrap it together how Ray Kay has helped her, but also just more about her story because I think that she's deserving of everybody to know her. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Nori, I believe, in the spiritual realm is a big fucking deal. Like, she is some kind of master that I've just been allowed for whatever reason to be her sister here on Earth. She's just wonderful. So... I'll go into like a little bit of her backstory, what happened to her, and then, yeah, tie in the two between. Because really, for me to get where I am as the healer that I am, I had to go through and deal with all of my own 
shit to get there. And before, that's what a good practitioner will do is go through their own shit. As we heal ourselves, we heal our world. And the story of of me processing and going through all of the hard things really allowed me to enjoy and be present with her instead of the trauma responses of this is so sad and so awful. So starting with her, a little bit of her backstory, when she was 18, um, she was on a date. Her son was a year old. And at that time, it was the first time that she had ever left him. And she was such a good mom. So she goes on a date with um, her boyfriend at the time, and they were on a, on a motorcycle. So when she left, she did have a helmet on. Well, they decided they went for ice cream, and they decided to cross the street to go look at a tattoo shop. Well, she didn't put on her helmet to cross the street. It was hit by a drunk driver who was leaving a bar next to the tattoo shop. Traumatic brain injury, which... Let me backtrack a little bit. That was her second brain injury. She had one when she was seven. She was in a coma for seven years or seven years. Oh my goodness. Three months she was in a coma. And um, that was a traumatic brain injury, but she recovered fully. The interesting thing is that they had to take out part of her brain from the first injury because of swelling. And that's what saved her for the second injury because she had so much swelling, but she was able to live from it. Ugh. But very traumatic brain injury. She cognitively and physically, she's probably anywhere between a four to seven year old, depending on the day. Physically, as she's gotten, you know, more degeneration and arthritis, her physical ability has really declined. Um, she can walk short distances. Mainly, she's in a wheelchair. She does require 24-hour care, but she's in a wonderful, beautiful assisted living home with people surrounded by people who just love and adore her but let me I don't mean to interrupt you but let me just say that I think find this so fascinating that you said that she her cognitive is about four to seven but play any rock song from yes. the 80s and she <laughs> every knows word. every word every word and Michael Jackson we'll like, yep. oh yeah and we'll play guitar to like she sits there and she like <laughs> she'll mount it and play guitar to it and stuff it's so stuff before the accident oh. well is there very well, I'm glad yeah. she got to keep some of her happy memories and you know from a great time for her yeah. yes so. and she doesn't forget who her son is she's very much aware that she is a mother and that is what keeps her going and truly is the essence of her I'll tell her why are you so pretty and she'll say because I'm a mother oh yes. <laughs> Just beautiful. And, and she and she references him all that's like she'll out of will be sitting there doing her nails and I'm like, um, you know, I'm polishing her nails and she'll just look at Candy and, and be like, I want to talk to my son. And mm -hmm. he's, she's like, yeah, we're doing her nails right now. She's like, I want to talk to my son. And she we, is so not we'll confused to, about that at no, all. We'll, we'll no. have to get him on the phone. Like we have to call him and he's like, you know. She's like, okay, do it. Yeah. She's all like, right. I, yeah. Cause she's very, she's, when she gets in her stubborn moods, like there's some times where, um. I just thought this was funny. There was, there, I sell jewelry at my salon and there was this ring and she kept picking it up and putting it on and picking it up. And Candy goes, do you want that? And she goes, do you want to buy that? And Nori goes, no, like basically what she said was, no, I want you to buy it for me. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, <laughs> yes. it was so funny. And she, Candy was like. Oh, really? You know? <laughs> so, like uh, most four to seven-year-olds, it sounds like she doesn't have um, 
a poker face. Like exactly. You, what yeah. you see is what yes. you get. And that kind of candor is so um, refreshing. And it just, she sounds like a having a beautiful child in your life. Yes. Or, or what an she lacks physically, she mm. amplifies a thousand um, in her ability to love and love mm. unconditionally. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, this girl puts grown men into tears mm-hmm. all the time. We'll be in restaurants and she will see somebody kind of like the story that you said where she's like, come here now. Yeah. She will grab somebody, pull them in, hug them, tell them how much she loves them and prays for them. And, the, you know, next thing you know that they're in, in tears because she truly means it. I'm serious. I don't mm. know what she is on the other side, but it's a big damn yeah. deal. And people can sense it. It people sounds like can you can feel it on your skin. Well, yeah, I had a, I was doing their nails and um, I had another client come in just to pick something up really fast. And Nori, and I'd never seen her do this. I mean, she's done it to me, but she knows me. But this was a, a random person, and she grabbed her, and she started talking to her. And this girl, to this day, still talks about that. She <laughs> makes was an like, impression. oh, mm-hmm. my gosh. I mean, yeah. she was just like, I love you, I, you know, and stuff. And it, she's like, I pray for you 88 times, yeah. you know, and stuff. And, <laughs> you know, and stuff. And, and, and her name was Donna. And Donna was like, um, oh, thank you. I love you, too. You know, it's, it's just funny. I mean, yeah, she is, she is a big deal. And it, you just have to meet her to, in order to... To understand the best laugh, and she thinks Candida is the funniest person yes. in the world. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and stuff. So yeah, she has the best laugh. She's always laughing. She'll make you laugh if you you know if she starts to laugh, and stuff. So yes, but I didn't mean to step on your story. That's okay. Yeah. And do you guys mind? I don't know if you were finished, but telling our listeners the story about her moment of clarity. The with the cat. Oh, with the cat. Yeah, yeah. Yes. That one. So she has random moments of clarity where it's just. She's back. Hi, it's me. Um, one Thanksgiving, uh, it had probably been 10, 15 years since her accident. So when she got hurt, she had a cat named Alex. And this cat would just roam the neighborhood crying for my sister and would just sit outside her door and cry and meow and meow and meow. And my mom, who is a huge animal lover, she just couldn't handle it anymore. And she, she finally had to give the cat away. And... Fast forward 10, 15 years, we're sitting at Thanksgiving, and my sister looks up and she says, where the fuck is my cat at? <laughs> totally, like, out of nowhere. Out yeah, of nowhere. And clear. Like, and what, clear. Yeah. And my mom's like, because eh, she knew that she had given the cat away. But not in a baby voice, apropos of nothing. Yeah. <laughs> You're just like, the fuck, is, the fuck cat? is my cat? She's like looking around. We're like, oh, God. <laughs> My mom's like, how do I explain this? So yeah, she has moments of clarity that are pretty amazing. That is awesome. Um, If you didn't have any other questions, Lisa, I was wondering um, if you'd be happy to tell our guests where they can find you and maybe um, go over one more time kind of the purpose and the, the basis of Reiki, what people can it help? Absolutely. So Reiki, healing energy in general, just helps people to have a balanced um, emotional and energetic body and helps purge. So there's there are studies that show that we actually carry our trauma in our DNA. Wow. Yes. So by I was going, wondering why I gained weight. I just <laughs> it's grandma's fault. <laughs> Damn you, Dolly. Damn you, Velma. Grandma's Velma. fault. <laughs> So by working through whatever form it is, whether it be um, counseling or the hands-on energy, it really helps to purge what no longer 
serves us. Usually, again, I believe that emotional, there's no physical ailments really without the connection to the emotional body. I mean, regardless, if you break a leg or something, that's different. But by... Um, when I break my leg, I'm really emotional. It's really emotional <laughs> it's about it. Tied together. Yeah, it is, so there's that. <laughs> but what the energy healing, what the purpose is, is just to help purge what no longer serves on an energetic level and helps um, bring mind-body balance in short. What specifically, um, as a layman like myself, if I were to go and see you, uh, what what would I expect in my first visit? Am I naked? Is it like a massage? Do you um, customize per customer? Because she wants to be naked. Well, I mean, I want to pay somebody to be <laughs> naked with. That's where I'm going. That's a different talk. That's a different <laughs> podcast. podcast. Yeah. That's a different page of the yellow pages yeah. right there. Yeah, okay, we'd go back into vagina steaming on that whole thing. Reiki, escort, whatever. Let's yeah, right. it's, That's on. a very good question. So for Reiki specifically, it's very similar to a massage. Clothes on, shoes off, fully clothed. Um, generally, you know, you can have a blanket over you and then I will usually put like a scarf or something over somebody's eyes just to help. I think it's easier to tune in when, um, when you have your eyes closed. And so I'll, I'll start at the head. And if I, if there is light touching, I usually generally explain throughout the process, like you might feel light touching or, um, and everybody experiences, Reiki different. Some people will, the first time I experienced it myself, I saw like colors and felt like cool water. And for me, I, I was actually kind of scared shitless and not because of the experience. The experience I knew was very real, but I didn't know how to explain it. I didn't know what just happened. I knew it was very, very real, but I didn't know how I was going to put it in words and if I was going to be judged for saying mm-hmm. what I just experienced. But everybody experiences a little bit different but yeah starting it's just like you're going in you know to a massage I usually play you know like some healing music in the background do people come in with um specific areas they might want you to focus on or do you like just do a head to toe and then maybe see a certain chakra or area where you're like oh something's going on over here or again is it just everyone is so different it's different sometimes I'll ask what's going on a lot of times especially if people are kind of hesitant and not really sure the more that they're comfortable the more the energy flows so I may not ask them exactly what's going on at first and kind of tune in and the more they're like wow yeah that's actually you're right that it my hip has been hurting, you know, then, then the flow will go a little bit better. If it's somebody that I've been working on a while, I might say, okay, what's going on today? What's hurting? What have you been feeling? Yeah. Well, thank you. I mean, I, I learned a lot from this. I know that, um, it's, it's not often talked about and people don't understand it. So I think you helped a lot of people maybe uh, find a different direction to find some calmness and peace and feel better physically and emotionally. And, and where can we find you or our list? Well, I know where to find you. You're next to me. But um, where can our uh, listeners find you if, if they want um, any kind of work or a reading or anything from you other than a date? Because I love your husband and he's amazing. So, Although SB, that... nope. You lost out. That was the best manicure. And Legends does have to give the best manicure. Oh, thank you. Facts. By the way. So that, yeah, the name of true. my... The name of my business is Guided Gifts LLC, and I can leave. Right now, um, I can be contacted via email or phone number. My website is temporarily down. But What's we, your email address? 
It is guidedgiftsllc at gmail.com. Awesome. Perfect. I thank you so much. I adore you. You're one of, again, I mean, I'm saying this over and over, but it's so true. You're one of my most favorite people in the whole wide world. Um, Same. Yay. I love you. <laughs> and um, we'll be back with um, the rest of our show right after this. Hey, witches. This is your man, Witch, here, reminding you to go visit us at gwbwgmail.com. Uh, Good Witch, Bad Witch podcast group, GWBW1989 on Instagram, for all your fun needs to see what we're up to and keep with us. Thanks for tuning back with us on Good Witch, Bad Witch. Um, I'm not going to lie. I find myself to be a very, very well-spoken when it comes to music, and I have never heard that song in my life, although the two people to my left and my right were actually singing along with the words. So we're going to have to um, get me a little bit more acclimated to the Blue blue, blue Oyster Cult. It's the BOC, baby. It's good stuff. (laughs) Apparently some new band, the Blue Oyster Colts. We're going to make a new expression. It's not you don't know shit. You don't know Godzilla. You don't know the Blue Oyster. You don't know the Godzilla. So our top five uh, this week is going to go, as in every week, we'll go along with our topic, which our topic was Reiki, which is a Japanese um, form of healing art. And so we're, our top five is going to be top five um, favorite Japanese things. Um, so items, people, whatever, all the different things that Japan offers to us. <laughs> Are you all. ever explaining nouns again? <laughs> Japan thing. is a country... <laughs> In Asia. Do you know things or sounds or stuff from Japan that you like in some sort of order that, that you want to discuss? That would be our top five. Japan. <laughs> we stretched from, that bitch out. Yeah, we did. <laughs> um, okay, so we're going to start with number five and go to one because that's what I do. Because um, I like order and sometimes backwards. Um, so my number five is cat cafes. Oh my God. I love uh, it. Yes. Um, and that's I, a thing? It is a thing. I feel like that we've discussed this before, but that may have been a dream. Deja vu is not Japanese. It right. is not. That is French. Oh. Well oui, played. Oui. Thank Je you. Oui. Which is not our topic this week. Question. Next so week. explain no. this cat cafe. I don't know a whole lot about it because I was just looking up Japanese things on the Google. And um, it just seems like something that would be very neat for me being such an animal lover and you being such a cat hater <laughs> that I will never, ever be able to have a cat in my house. And so I would go to a cat cafe to give all my cat needs to myself. Well, and cats are the most common witch familiar. So maybe you guys could bond, look deep into each other's maybe green so. 
scary ass green. eyes and and uh, let's not get into the lisa wants green eyes thing again if you're on our facebook you'll understand that reference um well let it go let it go like elsa says uh, shelly what is your number five my number five is sumo wrestling um and not because i'm so much interested in the athleticism of it uh but i'm deeply interested in cults and through my research I found out that sumo wrestling has a lot of the same components as a cult oh. and I, I want to tell you all That's about strange. it Please do. I will so uh, they kind of all live in the same commune when they're training uh, there's hazing of the younger ones with violence and abuse to make them um, compliant Bullies. and to toughen them up so also culty uh, also they're very strictly regimented with their diet and their drinks <laughs> they <Really>? shows <laughs> <laughs> you, yeah, okay. That only. That only. If, if oh, they have okay. a lean oh. chicken, they beat the shit out of them. How do I get into this event? <laughs> um, www.marshmallow.com. Yes, and that's all you eat. Okay. But uh, I did think it was interesting that, you know, uh, it's like their national sport and they're gods over there. I mean, it's crazy. It's it kind of like yeah. our athletes in a way, but they are at the top of the food chain and uh, they purify each other or themselves by a salt purification that is called something that's on another page of my notes. Yeah. And so anyway, I'm super duper into cults and how people get um, brainwashed, whether it's on purpose or on accident. Uh, also, I would like to do a little plug for my favorite cult podcast, which is called Zealot. It's awesome. Oh. And yeah, it, it's a different cult every week. Oh, but okay. I never thought of sumo wrestling as kind of a cult, and it kind of is, and that's why it's my number five. And I, um, on that, I mostly just want to know where their penis is. Do they? Yeah, where does it go? Yeah. Do they provide the diaper? Or do you have to bring that with you? I, mean, I don't know. Is that the cold thing? Like, oh, this is your diaper. We're going to do a deep dive later. Yeah, there's a lot of questions. Go, if, you, if there's any sumo wrestlers out there who would like to be a guest on our podcast, please contact Janine Rice, our manager. Right. Um, it okay. raises more questions than it answers, it for does. sure. So thank you so much, Shelly, for your number five. Thank you. My number four is cherry blossoms. <gasps> you mother. Did you have that on your? I did. That's okay. I've got a backup. We're cool. Okay. We're cool. But talk um, about it. I, the, what I'm going to say about it is very, very um, deep. They're pretty. <laughs> you forgot they smell good. I've never smelled one. Oh my gosh, they smell like angels. And really? if you go to any Bath and Body Works, there are cherry blossoms smelling yeah, everything. Yeah, but I just assumed that it wasn't the same kind of Bath and Body Works as a real. It's cherry based blossom. upon a true tree. Okay. So yeah, okay, I have well, eighteen uh, cherry blossoms tattooed on my body. It, you know exactly. You have eighteen. Eighteen. Well, that's another reason I love them. Oh, that's beautiful. Okay, I just when made we went that up to right then and there. visit Karen when her daughter was born, we, there was a cherry blossom festival in DC, and yeah, it's it's a gorgeous sight to behold. Good call. Oh, thanks. Um, mine will be a quickie cherry blossom stealer at Tempura. Come on, it's oh. light, it's crispy, it makes you feel like diet fried food. Oh, yeah. Yeah, throw that it on a veggie, amazing. throw it on a shrimp. What's not to like? I am really, you've been way talking too much about food today. So, <laughs> you need to eat next said, time first. Apparently, um, and I won't sleep until 12 30 <laughs> the day before the podcast. Um, things that you don't eat is my number three koi fish. Ooh. Yeah. I you they I'm assuming they don't taste well. Huh. I don't think anybody would eat them because they're beautiful. They are beautiful, beautiful, um, big goldfish. And 
they are from Japan. And they're pretty. Yeah. 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 Well, beautiful and pretty. <laughs> as it turns out, uh, yours is a segue to the one I just made up since you took cherry blossoms. Yeah. Uh, Japanese themed tattoos. Ooh, There's right a here. lot of koi in the tattoos. Girl I got, has I got a, a whole koi. Japanese arm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. It speaks Hot in off. Japanese. <laughs> it just does some of the weirdest karate chops and yeah. stuff yeah. on its own. It's crazy. It, yeah. Yeah. But we're yeah. not even good at stereotypes. <laughs> we're really bad at bigotry. Yeah, because so. we're, we're not bigots. We're not. That's the reason why we're bad at it. Um, number, we, that was your three? You yep. Know? Okay. Number two for me is sushi <gasps> because it's delicious. Yes. And it's one of my favorite foods and it makes me feel like I'm dieting even though I'm not. And then I eat all the sushi. It's fairly healthy mm-hmm. and fresh, right? Except for the rice. But talk about, I mean, and there's the such an older, um, way, way more ancient culture than us. You know, as Americans, we're toddlers in the universe. And uh, sushi is an art too. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah I we mean, tried, I can't even get the rice right. We bought a sushi kit one time. How'd that go? Not, not well. so well. No. 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 Um, it's still in It was drawer. not round, to say. It no, wasn't if, anything, is what it was. It was not, yeah. If we, we had all the money or time in the world, there's a really uh, famous, that I can't think of, teeny tiny sushi restaurant in the subway in Japan, like literally in the subway station. And you have to make reservations a year and a half in advance, whatever. Oh, wow. And they only fit like literally five to 10 people. And you eat what they give you. They, they make you whatever the hell they feel like and, you know, slice up the fish all fresh and whatever just then. And it's like $5,000 wow. for dinner. But put it on the list. Mm-hmm. Okay, That's what so, I want for Christmas. But is And I'm sorry if this sound, is sounding ignorant and I'm it's. And I'm because I'm ignorant, but they're not the ones that eat like dogs or anything, are they? Like they wouldn't have dog sushi or whatever. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I'm going to say no. Because well, it wouldn't be that expensive. I'm saying, yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'm, a... I'm seeing our uh, the Japanese. Our, yeah, he, he's he's he's, he's saying motioning. yes. So I'm not going to go to the Subway sushi restaurant because I'm, I'm not going to eat. I'm, You're going to eat do dog. It. Yeah, it's would right you, next door I to your cat. I would not eat dog, but they're cafe. not serving They're not dog. telling you what they're eating, are they? No, well, fair. Okay. Yeah. Okay, Moving we're going to discuss all. that. <laughs> <laughs> is it my number two? It is your number two. Sorry. I, oh no no no. I digress. Um... We had to research these. These We don't have uh, top five Japanese things off the top of our head because we don't live that often in Japanese culture. But this was really fun research. And I forgot that they are famous for their crazy-ass game shows. Oh, oh yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I would love to do some YouTubing of that later tonight. But uh, one of them was called Orgasm Wars. And uh, I just saw the title. May have to look into that. Mm-hmm. And then uh, my most fam- favorite one that I'm looking forward to watching is Man Eats Spaghetti in a dryer Japanese game show <laughs> I want to be on that Japanese I want to be on any Japanese game show um, if there's anybody out there who owns a Japanese game show and would like to be on our podcast we'll audition kidding. we'll audition yeah we'll do it for free expressing an interest we'll do it for free and for money yes yeah okay so drum roll please thank you thank you um, my number one, and this was not something that I had to research because it really genuinely is my number one, is Pokemon. Oh, and I forgot you that, used to do that. I used to. I did do. it this morning oh, yeah. on the way yeah. over here. I play Pokemon Go. I love Pokemon Go. Um, th- the reason that I do is because I'm very competitive. We've already talked about that. I like catching them all. I like having, like, show, look, look what I got. And also, I'm not very good at the exercising. And so it makes me actually go out and, and walk. walk. Yeah. And um, it's something that Daryl and I do together. It's We'll go to the lake. We'll Pokemon. 
It's fun. And, um, and when I'm not driving in the car doing it, which you're not supposed to do, um, I'm walking and doing it. So that's, I like Pokemon and that's my favorite Japanese thing. Wow. That's really great. Is that one of those things that if you guys didn't have grandchildren, you'd still do it on your oh, own? Oh yeah. Or Our grandkids don't even do it. Uh-uh. They think we're nerds. They're like, yeah. They're like, like Pokemon? St- and, well, it's like the modern Dungeons and Dragons kind of yeah. a little bit, right? I think where you just, uh, you have your own little subculture going out and catching imaginary oh. animals. You're yeah. hunting rabbits. And see, it, it's funny because Daryl, like, yeah, I think he Mars just does it because I do, but he like, he like I want to battle and I want to like do all, and he has no patience for that like because like they'll we'll be at like we go to Webster Lake and they have a big Pokemon community and um and I'll be like oh there's a big battle going on and he's like see you later and he'll just keep walking and like leave me with all these strangers. Uh, which sounds very strange, but um, yeah, because I like to do stuff like that, and he doesn't. So he, yeah. but he, we do like the aspect of catching new ones, and and I got this one, and this one's this power, and blah, you, blah, blah. yeah, this doesn't surprise me at all. I don't know why I didn't think of it, but you're very competitive, and I know when we were growing up in the '80s and going to Skate City and playing video games, you always smoked all of us. Tempest, in particular, you just oh. are good with technology, good with your hands, very competitive, and uh, yeah, yeah, that, I like it, video games. That all makes sense to me. Yeah, I'm a very, I'm a gamer. She has a gamer. I'm gamer. a gamer. Girl got game? Yeah. Gamer. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my number one is probably Lisa's number one, too, but I know that she knew that I was going to pick it. Yeah. Um, my very favorite Japanese thing is a Japanese person, uh, Karen Hamamoto. And there are five people in her family. I was going to make them all five. But she, her dad uh, was born on Oahu in 42 during martial law, and his name is Marshall because of that. And uh, our friend Karen is not 100% Japanese. She is Japanese and Nebraskan, which is my favorite combination. Yeah. Um, and so, you know that Marshall's middle name is Lawrence. Yes, okay, martial law. So yeah, so great. Yeah. yeah, but thank you for pointing that yeah. out. That was amazing. So she is Hawaiian, Nebraskan. So, of course, one of the most beautiful people that you've ever met. Uh, very kind, very funny, very smart, uh, great mom. Uh, so my favorite Japanese thing of all time is our yeah. best friend, Karen Hamamoto. And beautiful on the inside and out. And I've Her always all right. I've always thought that people that were of mixed race mm-hmm. are make the most beautiful people. Yeah. Like, I, you should just, that's what like God should do is just mix everybody and then you'll have the most beautiful person it, in the world. It's like rainbow sherbet. Yes. Yeah. Delicious and attractive. Um, yes. Oh, Japanese so, game shows. Brian's just showing us oh, some, the yeah. goods over here. So just before you <laughs> offer to be on a Japanese game show, remember they're the ones that pioneered the uh, disappearing toilet that as you were doing your business, <gasps> you would pop up into public. That's not oh, a good joke. Bad joke. Wow. Bad joke. Mean Japanese. Huh. I'll do that for money, though, because yeah. money. I'm money's money. Yeah, everything's okay about that. I'd like to point so. out, you guys forgot one of the biggest things from Japan. Yeah. Loudness. Oh, huh? that the you can Japanese have it. Super Number group. <laughs> we are loudness. Hit the rock, you today at the Red Rocks. God, they were huge. Did yeah, they play they Red Rocks? Yes, they did. Dang. Striper was uh-huh. with them. Great show. Japanese Roundness. metal. They go together like PB and J, don't they? Uh, like Cobra yeah. Kai. <laughs> there you go. Uh, thank you for uh, reminding us about <laughs> loudness, Daryl. We sometimes just forget about that. Sometimes we forget about Japanese metal, and people mm-hmm. need to put us in our place. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you for listening to our top uh, five. We will be back after this next commercial. Bye. Hi, witches. I wanted to tell you about Tan and Tone in North Glen, Colorado. Tan in a bed, or as I prefer, spray tan for a glow on the go. 
It's an easy, affordable way to look your best, even if you put on a few quarantine LBs like me. Even if you can't go on vacation right now, get that tropical feeling at Tanantone Northland. It's family owned and they've been forced to close their other locations due to these COVID times. You'll feel good about where your self-care dollars go. Available in individual sessions and packages, treat yourself. Stringent sanitation procedures are followed so you'll feel sunny and safe. Go to tantone.net, that's T-A-N-T-O-N-E.net to make your appointment or distanced walk-ins are welcome. Now's our time for our Manwich Minute, which we give the Manwich Daryl Brown exactly one minute to sum up our episode and give his male perspective. Daryl, here's your minute. Thank you very much. Uh, I'm just kind of actually blown away. I, that was a lot of information. I didn't know that much about this uh, whole thing. Uh, very, very interesting. She was very interesting. And uh, for some odd reason, I just can't get the uh, picture of a big sweaty sumo wrestler guy in that cute little diaper. Thank you, Shelly, for that. <laughs> I will take that home with me. And uh, yeah, that's my, uh, my take on today's show. You guys did great. And uh, that's my Man Witch Minute. That was 34 seconds. Thanks for keeping it tight, dude. Hey, man, you know, I, I don't, I'm saving other minutes for more time. <laughs> so, like, when you have more to say, we have to give you your extra you, seconds. You, I got it written down, see? And I'll be like, yeah, nope, I, I get to keep not going. Retroactive. Yeah, so, no, that's that, not how that works. It's not a timeshare. What are you talking about? <laughs> He's a strong and silent type today. Thank you again for listening to our show, everybody. We just appreciate you all so, so much. And from Lisa the Bad Witch, stay classy, witches. Stay bitchy.